Skin and Blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Hey, 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 hey. We've got the whole crew here for Skin and Blister Christmas Midnight Edition. But I'm Big reveal. Gregor the Guru is here. No, wait. Guru Greg has arrived. Da, da, da. He is literally eating the mic right now. I the think mic looked delicious. I had to have a little bite. He is not only a G-O-A-T, he is also a literal goat because he's eating my microphone. And I'm in North Carolina with Calder. What? Which is amazing. Why are you there? Tell us why you're there. Uh, I am here. I uh, just came over to see Calder. Um... Uh, Simon and Kelda and the chicken. Yes, so I'm here just for Christmas um, and I'm really excited to experience an American Christmas. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to the consumerism and all of that. Uh, And then I'm off to see my parents in New York and after that I go to Mexico. Feliz Navidad. Very exciting. Oh my gosh. Why aren't you drinking wine, Saz? I am drinking wine out of my glue vine, out of my thermos. I love glue vine. And I've got Mexican wedding cake right here, right now. What about you guys? Well, we already ate our Stalin because we didn't want to make mouth noises on the podcast. I'm trying, Sarah. So, well, I think this is coming in in the UK, actually. But this is like a huge drink in, in America that we don't really have elsewhere. I'm trying a White Claw hard seltzer, um, and yeah, it's really interesting. It's like alcoholic, but it tastes like basically flavored water, which is bizarre. Um, but I quite like the taste of it. I like the idea. It's really and it's interesting. only 100 calories. Only 100 calories. Watch your figure day and night. That's why I'm wow. having it. The real reason. And I am drinking. Greg, we bring you on this podcast for interesting content, just so you know. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Lord of mercy. <laughs> um, I am drinking Calder, what are you drinking? red vino in my squishy silicone cup. You know what I just realized? Oh my God. These, this so cup cute. has like cup measure marks in it. Like you could measure liquids in it. See, this is, this is totally unfair. You're holding me to like a high standard, like bring interesting conversations. <laughs> And I'm literally sitting with Kelda as she looks at her rubber cup. It's and ju- not rubber, it's silicone. And exclaims how it has cup measures on it. Like how I feel like we need to all be held to the same standard here. Both of you. It's so you can see how many ounces of wine you're drinking. And you want to know, I am drinking right now four ounces. It used to be more though. This is like the alcoholic anonymous edition. I'm more perky. I'm more perky than both of you, and it's eleven o'clock here, so shame, shame. It looks so dark over there. It looks like you're Well, it is dark. She can't afford the electric anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The heating, the electric, cost of living crisis, baby. Such a soon the pod will be off air because they'll have to sell the microphones. No, I'm just going to take over. It's going to be a hostile takeover. Well, it's just going to be you on the phone yeah. talking about silicone cup measures. <laughs> I'm sure the when listeners you, will stick around. When you put it that way, 
That's funny. All right, it's you naturals. I actually have a present for Greg for Christmas. Now this Surprise I like the sound face. of. All right. You already gave me one. That's really sweet. Said, I know we said no gifts this Wait, Christmas. Wait, what? But she gave you I one. I have a big reveal. I didn't get one. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Um, the, it's not, it's, it's a, it's nothing that you can see. It's just a feeling in the head, um, which you can describe as soon as I've told you that da, 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 drum roll. Da, 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 it's going to be horrible. Too loud for the listeners. Um, your episode one, most listeners by a long shot. nice that's probably because i shared it on whatsapp and facebook trying to gain my fame finally so people if you're listening to this episode i want you to get on the phone call your mother call your father call your sister call your brother call your friends this one needs to overtake the last episode i will not surrender top place to any other episode oh no i'm leaving he's his ego is through the roof, guys, but you know what to do. I just want to do thank my mom, my dad. I want to thank all of you loyal listeners out there. Y'all are the best, and I love you. And, uh, you know, I might be starting my own podcast soon. Shut up. <laughs> I would like to actually hear from Calda how she has dealt with Greg being there for the last, what is it, 12 Half hours? Half an now? hour. 24 yeah. hours? Yeah, 12 hours or so. How... How are you holding up, Kelda? It's, I have to say it's pretty bleak. It's a bleak outlook here. It's basically like nuclear winter at this point. Um, <laughs> no, actually, we're having a really fun time. It's, it's good. When the chicken got into the car today um, from camp, he was so excited. I was like, what are you so excited about? He's like, I get to see Greg. Aw, that's really yeah. sweet. He never gets like that about me. He's just like, hey, mom. Because familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> <laughs> you better leave. Yeah. That's why I like diamonds are so. <laughs> yeah, I, I should just wait. I should just be like one more day so he doesn't turn on me. I heard this stat that the best gift you can give um, your family at Christmas is leaving before four days is up. Because after four days, everything goes downhill. Well, that's great because I'm scheduled to be here for three weeks. So, uh, I'm... Are you actually there for three weeks, Greg? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm really excited. It should be really fun. It's going to be awesome. That is wild. Wild but times. Awesome. Yeah, it's wild. really cool. And then I go see the parentals and then off to Mexico. So I'm really excited. I'm kind of nervous about Mexico. I think I've lived in like Germany too long. So like... I'm like, oh, Mexico, I'll probably get kidnapped. <laughs> but I think once I'm there, it'll be great. Yeah. It'll be and okay. you'll get some winter sun as well. It's going to be. I'm doing like, a, I'm doing a surf course, which I'm really interested what? to try. I want to do that with you. Yeah, I'm doing like, oh, you can actually. Calder's thinking of coming as well to Mexico. Um, so I'm doing a surf course, doing a Spanish course. And then, oh, maybe this is an interesting question. I want to hear you guys' opinions. So I have the option. I can either like book a private room um, and live there. It's like still quite communal because it's like you meet all the other people doing the surf course and stuff. Uh, or I have the option to do like a homestay with a Mexican family. Homestay. 
Interesting. What about you, Sarah? What do you think? What do you think she's going to say? Private. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I think there's benefits to I both. I think the homestay yeah. would be so cool because you can like see the culture firsthand. I think. But I think, then what I, if they're like really toxic? Nah, but they won't be because it's like, especially, you know, I'm sure if they were yeah. bad, like they wouldn't even include them on the program. But I, I think what I'm worried about with the homestay is just like, I don't know what. Yeah, it's just kind of like nerve-wracking to go into someone else's house. But they're probably going to be like so nice. I can imagine because I have a lot of Mexican friends and they're like so hospitable and warm and fun and flirtatious. And yeah, I hope my host family is flirtatious as well. No, I like <laughs> the, I like the sound of the the host family as long as you have your own space that could work if you have a, obviously you'll have your own room but if you have some space you can chill when it gets a bit much yeah hopefully their chihuahua the won't bite me you mean their chihuahua chihuahua yeah i think like i think it will force me to speak spanish which is really good and i think if because it's like a fairly it's not like super touristy. It's not a resort or something, but it's a fairly touristy town. It's getting better known. Um, Puerto Escondida near Oaxaca, if anyone's interested. Um, so I think that would be really Careful, cool. Careful, your stalkers will come after you. Yeah, all the people who've been shooting my episode to the number one will be <laughs> suddenly appearing on the streets oh, of fine. Puerto. Uh, but I think the good thing in, in the homestay is it will like force me to use Spanish which is like really cool because otherwise I think it would be really easy just to use English to get around. Uh, especially I'm terrible at learning languages. So like I need to be forced kind of to be able to do it. Yeah. You, how many years have you been in Germany now? Ach, Diara, warum? What? Yeah, eight years, but ah. I mean, you did answer in German, but... Because um, I knew you were going to disrespect my German. What is this <laughs> weird mein voice? Ist perfect. What is this weird voice you keep bringing up? Listen, when you get to number one trending on iPhone... This uh, ego is just so giant that when, I'm getting like pushed out of the screen. When you get to number one trending <laughs> on Apple Tunes or whatever the hell it's called, Spotify, every major streaming platform... You have to assume a persona and a voice. Guys, so Kelda, I want to hear more from Guys, you. Guys, I'm in a Tell really me. unfortunate Tell position right now. The last time Kelda had the mic, she talked about a silicone cup measure. Are you sure you want to hear more from her? Guys, I'm in a really unfortunate yes. position right now because I'm sharing headphones with, with Greg. And we are attached. I can't even get away from him. <laughs> it's like we're Siamese twins. Listen, I feel your pain, like Siamese twins connected at the brain. Oh, that's my favorite rap lyric of all time. I feel your pain, like Siamese twins connected at the brain. So good. Who who rapped? My favorite one. My my favorite rap lyric is. Oh gosh, I can't. I know the general idea, but I can't remember the actual rhyme. But it's like you can't put it in a U-haul when you go. When you die, you can't put your possessions in a U-Haul when you die. That was the most white girl rapping I've ever heard. That's true because you're dead. But if you weren't dead, you could. <laughs> you can do it before you yeah, die. Yeah, but the idea is 
it's not about it's not just about possessions it's about in a, sounds like a broke ass rapper to me <laughs> <laughs> one u-haul that's all no nah, that's, that's a the good, only that's possessions he has um i am feeling very christmasy over here just in case anyone was wondering <laughs> um christmas is over <laughs> how do we continue from that <laughs> go ahead Kelda, tell us about i've just experienced <laughs> a lot of generosity at this time <laughs> all right someone else take over i think i chose the wrong kind of alcohol to drink i think she's had a little too much of the old tipple you got home 10 minutes ago. <laughs> How is that possible? Well, one can sip frantically if one wants to. If one were so inclined. When one is, I love that it has when one is, measurements because then you can see how much you're drinking in each sip. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. Coming through loud and clear. Wait, Greg, can you tell me about your flight over? Uh, yeah, so I can tell you what happened. It was pretty funny. Well, it's crazy because for once, usually I'm really late to the airport. But recently I got a credit card that has airport lounge access. So now I go like super early and I just drink uh, in the airport lounge and I eat all the food and it kind of makes flying fun. I still hate the airport experience. It was a lot better pre 9-11, I have to say, uh, before they brought in all the airport security measures. Um, but anyway, digressing. So I got there really early and I was like, oh, Greg, you know, like when you're like happy with yourself and you kind of congratulate yourself. So this led to Delusions me like... Delusions of grandeur. Exactly. And the, the boarding time was 10.25, I think. And what I, I kind of had that time in my head. So I went really early. I was like, okay, I'll go there for 10.10. Turns out the boarding time was supposed to be 30 minutes early. So I should have been there at like oh, yeah. 9.55. As it always is. Yeah. And mm. the people... It was weird because in Germany, everyone's always really formal. And the guy, like, when I was trying to, like, get through the final part to get on the plane, he was like, he was like, why are you, why are you so late? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you're supposed to be here, like, 15 minutes ago. And I was like, sorry. And he went, like, super gangster. He was like, man, you people wildin'. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> he went from, like, this super Bavarian German guy to, like, gangster in, like, three seconds. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, man. I think maybe that's <laughs> how we you were roll American. in the streets, baby. Uh, <laughs> and then, so then I had to go through still a metal detector. And this woman on the other side, this lady uh, from the airline, she was like, Mr. Harrison. And I was like, yes, yes, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm like coming through. And like I said sorry to her. And then she kept like, she had this bone to pick with me, right? So I put, I was just rushing, putting all my stuff through. And it was like one of those ones where you got to take out the laptop, the Kindle, blah, blah, blah. So I put it all through. You have to take your shoes off, put it through the metal detector. 
Um, and so I go through and she's like, Mr. Harrison, like, hurry up. The whole flight's waiting for you. Oh and uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. And then, of course, I forgot to take the Kindle out of the bag. So they had to put it through again. And I said to the airport guy, I was like, hey, I'm really late. And he just looked at me and he just shrugged in the German way as if to say, I do not care. Uh, <laughs> Wait, how do you say that in German? I do not know. Um, and then the lady just would kept like saying like, what is wrong with you? Why are you late? And I I was trying to be like, oh, nice. Like I was so stressed because I hadn't slept very well the night before. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Blah, blah, blah. I'm having a bit of a bad day. Then she kept just poking me with it. And I was like, the final time she was like, yes, but why are you late? What is wrong with you? And I was like. Wow. Because the fucking Kindle was in the laptop bag still. <laughs> I just came out with it. And uh, everyone around me just started laughing. And then in that moment, I realized I'd gone way too far. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And in reality, that is not why you were late. But anyway, here's the kicker. <laughs> here's the kicker. So I get on the plane and uh, my seat number was like 20G, right? which is like the middle aisle in the middle of the middle aisle, like the worst ever see, right? So I, I get on and they're like, get on, we must leave in two minutes. And uh, <laughs> then, so I get there and there's, a, there's someone in my seat. So I'm like, hey, I think that's my seat. So she, go, she gets out her ticket and she's like, oh yeah, I'm in 38A. And I was like, I was just thinking in my head like, hey, you say, well, you know what? Just stay there. I'll take it for you. And she was like, thank you so much. And I was laughing all the way to the bank. Because instead of sitting in the middle of the middle aisle, I got a sweet, sweet window seat with one other person. And by the way, he was a lovely man. (laughs) But what were you doing before you missed the plane? Were you in the lounge having like a nice... I was having a gin and tonic at 7.30 in the morning. And they had this great scrambled egg and Spanish tortilla... I was just there feeling Wait, very continental. I said, if I miss my flight, I miss my flight. But I'm going to finish this Spanish tortilla no matter what. But I don't understand if the the airport lounge is before the security. Yeah. Well, the airport lounge yeah, is... Well, you go... So stupid. Like, you've got some, nah, some German weird it's, stuff. It's like you go through normal there. security, then the airport lounge is there. But for some reason, before we boarded the flight, we had to go through another security. That's weird. And another really weird thing was, uh, so when I checked my baggage in, they were, I had like a normal suitcase. I check it in, they go, that's 70 euros. And I was like, what? Because on every like transatlantic flight I've been on before, it's just included. You know why? It's because it's way too big, isn't it? No, it was like, it was like, it was checked into the, to the hold or whatever. And I was like, what? 70 euros. And she's like, yeah, you have a basic economy. (laughs) I said, I have an airport lounge on the other side of the security, baby. I don't know if that's basic, but I paid the 70 euros. Wow. Listen, I've got basic economy before, and they won't give you water, even if you plead for it. One time we were coming back from the States, we were like, because you know when you fly uh, transatlantic, Mm -hmm. they're always... Like usually you get a little, you get meals and like drinks up and down the aisle. This flight, they wouldn't, they didn't give us any food, but we were like, 
just give us some water, please. And they wouldn't give it to us. They were like, you don't have the right... Um, Wait, couldn't you, you buy it? the right ticket. I don't know. They wouldn't give us any tap water. Can you imagine that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. This, I have to say, this flight, they were killing it. What airway theory. was that, Sans? I don't know. And I don't want to throw anyone under the bus with our great yeah. influence. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Let's just call it Brian Air. <laughs> Um, but this airline, they were killing it with the food. I was like, damn, I've never had this kind of service before. You know. Like, good. Yeah. They they kept bringing stuff down the aisle, fresh ice cream. They had Greg, a... what airline was yours? American, baby. American. Oh, I always fly American. Yeah. So they, they, they screwed me on the uh, basic economy thing, which I've never even heard of before. But, you know, because it's, it's America. I got to I got to say, in some ways, it was worth it for the Michelin star quality food. Um, they had treats by the bathroom. So you would go to pee and then you could pick up a little treat. Are you sure you weren't going to the first class bathroom? I might have been. I might not have been. It's not the point. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Is that like your American voice? I might have been, I might not have been. No one knows at this Listen, point. Listen, when I flew to when I flew to Calder, when I flew to visit you, I tried to get um. Got on your witch's broom. <laughs> off you went. <laughs> Shut up, or I'll burn you at the stake. They wouldn't give me any food because I hadn't booked twenty four hours in advance. Oh my every yeah. every time me and Kelda like move our ears a bit apart because we're sharing the same headset, our earphones fall out. It's very inconvenient. And Kelda's had like half a glass yeah. of wine from her silicone mug, and she's she's losing the plot. Skin and blisters, Christmas like special. <laughs> As I said before, Christmas is up. So this is bet- this episode is going out between the years, which is perfect for the amount of nonsense that's going on. <laughs> it's on sandwiched app. between the years, like you sandwich bad news between two compliments, as we discussed yeah. in the last. Okay, <laughs> you know, so I haven't slept more than like ten hours in the last five days, so <laughs> I can't think really. Both of you. Are so annoying to me. I like how tan I, I look in the not light, though. I, must I know, say. isn't that nice and golden? It's really good. It's how I look after Mexico. It's like so glowy. All right, we need to concentrate. Um, Saz, Saz's clothes are looking tan. Oh yeah. Saz, why are you so tan right now? Not your skin, but your clothes. Yeah, that's why she's annoyed because we're so tan and she's so pale. <laughs> anyway, so Sarah, here's my question to you. This is a. Uh, one, you know, all my fans, I'm sure, will appreciate. I don't even know why I said that. But uh, <laughs> I just want all of our viewers, all of our listeners. I mean, I, ho- I hold myself to a very high standard, but... This is an audio medium. I must admit, I have not slept more than 10 hours in the last five days. The only thing that's keeping me alive right now is that airport lounge. <laughs> um, so anyway, Sarah, my question for you is, you do have British, you do have American citizenship. What has caused you to abandon the stars and the stripe, the star-spangled banner, and settle down in England rather than America? Oh, that is actually a very good question. Thank you. They call me Forrest. Forrest Gump. (laughs) 
you don't watch out, I'm going to tell you to run, Forrest, run. Um, why have I abandoned the red, white, and blue? Uh, You're still red, white, and blue. Because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> the union Um. Because, oh, I don't know. I moved over here when I was young. And I've stayed here for many a year. And now I'm still here. Yeah, but when I've talked to you, you've said, like, you wouldn't want to live in America. Um, so why is that? Now, I'm genuinely interested because I think, like, for example, I think, like, the, the European media, we love to think we're better than Americans. It's very much like a theme, right? Um, mm-hmm. So do you think that's had an influence on you? Or why is it that you wouldn't necessarily want to live in America as opposed to England? Why would you not want to drink wine out of a silicone cup in America? By the way, I think we can get those silicone cups over here. Oh. Um, yes, uh, the thing about living here that I appreciate is probably more based on the fact that it's London rather than the UK. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think I would like to live anywhere else in the UK or perhaps um, like Edinburgh or one of the bigger cities, but I wouldn't want to live in the countryside in the UK. Um, but when I do go back to the States, the, like the friendliness is really nice, but I often find it, I can find it a bit disingenuous because I'm not, maybe because I'm not used to it, but I don't, like when people come that I don't know start like, talking to me I find that quite unsettling um, <laughs> and also they're so positive and I find that quite difficult because do you I'm think quite th- negative because there, I think there's a stereotype that American like at least like in in Germany or where I live or England I, I know from living there for a number of years I think it's seen as quite like a fake thing it's not fake I don't know. I think maybe it is a bit fake, but I still think it's nice at the same time. It depends what you're talking about. Yeah. Because the the issue for me is here... The thing is, people can be nice to your face here and then be rude behind your back. That's quite a common feature. Because British people, like, pride themselves on their politeness. Mm. But often that comes with a bit of... um, well, people can be quite rude behind others' backs. Um, or that's my observation. Whereas, like, I don't know if Amer- I guess Americans probably do that to a certain extent, don't they, as well? But they, all, they are really nice to your face, and yeah, it just feels a bit fake. But Kelda, you don't think it's fake? Well, you guys are generalizing too much. America's, like, full of so many different regions, which are completely different. Like, the American South, where we are, is, like, very friendly. And then, but if you went to New York, it's not. (laughs) People are, like, not friendly there. Um, It depends, though, actually, on what area of New York, too, I guess. Um, And then, like, I don't know. I think some places are more fake than others, but... I did used to think... Hashtag Los Angeles. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I held myself back. Hashtag... I do like... 
No, I'm not going to go. And Valley Girls. <laughs> I do actually really like New York, but I think that's... No, I love I New York, too. Massive cities that are very yeah. international. I mean, the thing with London is it's international, and that's a really cool part of it because there's always like different things going on and like you can do a lot of people watching and this kind of thing yeah I guess, I but it also, i mean there's like also problems here as well i don't know that you wouldn't have in like north carolina like people like my friend told me that the other day they not so a friend of a friend so this is a very far out story but they got followed home from a nightclub and someone stole their watch. What, in America what? or what? No, no, in London. What kind of watch was it? Oh, well, you know, I don't really know how to pronounce it, but basically Patek Philippe. Ooh, nice. I would have stolen that as well. I don't good, even know what that good is. Good taste in thievery is all I can say Shows on that how lowbrow I am. I don't know what that is. Patek Philippe. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think, like, there's something to be said. I mean... I think as British people, we can be like too negative. You know what I mean? But I do kind of agree with you. I think London is very different from the rest of the UK. Um, and what Calder says is really true as well. It's like different everywhere you go. But in general, I think America, I mean, the American dream is that you can start from anywhere and become anything, I would say, like at the essence of it. So I think that's kind of a great that's like a great way to view life. But I think, for example, the Germans would definitely view it as like, don't say it because it's unrealistic. Do you know what I mean? I think you can though. I don't think so. I don't think everyone can. I think some people can, but I don't think everyone can. Well, it depends what you mean from like where to where as well. Yeah, true. That's true. But I don't think everyone could be like, I don't know a crazy successful entrepreneur or some people will like they need to have a boss and like that's okay yeah yeah yeah. And it, obviously your personality affects Uh-oh. but she really but the other thing i do think about the states <laughs> is that you start you start from a much lower um like place whereas generally people here even if you're on like even like even when I first moved here, I really didn't have a pound to my name. Um, but I had like some basics, like I had healthcare, I had this kind of thing. And from the limited amount I know, like it's just hard to start in America. Like maybe once you've like been a bit established, got yourself a house, then you can. You know, really, I can talk like, about this because yeah. I've actually lived it. Okay. If you're, if yeah. you are interested, yeah. Gregor, um, basically, if you're really poor, you can get health benefits, like actually really good health insurance. Um, that's from the state. What What's hard, especially as a parent, because like it's so much more expensive to be a parent, because um, you have to pay for daycare healthcare for your kid, all that, is to go from being, like, when you're poor, you get benefits, you get, like, childcare vouchers, which help pay for the childcare, you can even get, like, housing vouchers, food vouchers, all of that, 
Um, so what's really difficult is to make the leap from that to where you're earning enough. Um, because what happens is that once you start earning a little more, you lose all those benefits. So basically you become more poor by earning more. And so there's that like big mm. gap to where you have to get like past that and to like being a higher earner so that it cancels out what you lost by earning more. So it's really like I feel like it's a system that's designed to keep people down because like where's the motivation to work harder like a little bit harder if you're just going to end up being less well off because you just lost all your benefits. You know, so unless you can like jump from poor to upper middle class, like it's really difficult to get past that point, especially as a parent, I would say. Um so I I would say that is like the most difficult thing um about that here. And I think it's probably like a little easier to navigate all that in Europe, I would think, cuz they have better like social um net and everything. Is that right? Um it's inter- it's in the UK there's a very similar issue with um universal credit in that you can work a certain number of weeks. So you can make a certain amount and still get universal credit, but as soon as you work 1 hour over, your universal credit kind of dies. What is universal credit? To- it's like the welfare system. Oh, here. okay. So it is similar um, there then. It's very similar and it's a big problem because obviously a lot of people would like to work, but they need that kind of backup. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like mm-hmm. you were saying. It As soon as you start working more, you lose your, like any kind of security and then, yeah. And then what? You worked one hour more for 16 an hour. All you have is $16 more. And you've just lost all those benefits. Yeah, and I imagine it's probably quite hard to get back on. I think it is, kind of yeah. Thing, so it's quite a lot of bureaucracy as well. Greg, what about in Germany? Um, in Germany, I think like there's a, definitely a big middle class. Like there's less like definitely. I think compared to America and England, it's way less like. divided yeah disparity you don't have like the extreme poor and the extreme rich as much of course you do have that and i think it's becoming more so uh but in germany you really pay high taxes but then for example if you have a family i think you get a lot of benefits like a lot of tax breaks for example you get 250 euros per kid until they're 18 that's like a monthly payment um regardless of your income so i think Yeah, actually, in Germany, it's crazy because you get taxed more for being like single. And I think the reason for that is, yeah, they're trying to get everyone married because they have a big problem with not having enough workers. Uh, But yeah, it's way less disparity. And I mean, in some ways, it's really good. But then, like, it's just sometimes really hard to get ahead because uh, you pay so much in taxes. So you can earn like a really decent amount. And and not end up with that much because, you know, rental prices are pretty expensive like they are anywhere. Um, and you pay so much in tax. It's I, I think the earning potential in America is way better, maybe less so in the UK. Uh, but yeah, I think the, really the, for me, the difference is like 
in America, from what I from what I know, like it's it's like hard being there's just way more disparity right so yeah there's a lot of disparity and also like i will say it's really stark if you're if you're poor like you don't get to fit into like the regular society Mm. so like it kind of ruins your social status as well which is pretty harsh yeah that's one thing i like about germany i feel like what may be seen as like lower end jobs elsewhere are not seen the same way in Germany. Like it's seen as like still like an important job. Whereas I think way too often, like certain jobs are like down on and that's like really unfair to me because those jobs are actually often really crucial. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think they should be looked down on to be honest. No, definitely not. I like, there's always that saying if the bankers strike, no one really cares. But if the um, if the rubbish collectors strike, everyone knows within the next day or two now. That's when you know society too. has begun to break down. Guys, wasn't this supposed to be a cheerful Christmas? Yeah, edition? it's gotten like so dark. <laughs> it is at this wait, moment that he's split wait, wait, to the Red so, Sea. But so is the Christmas Carol with Scrooge, and it ends up. Tiny Tim saves the day. So who's going to be our Tiny Tim? Hark how the bells. <laughs> Cut that out. Greg, can you be the Tiny Tim? Goodwill to all men. That's my catchphrase for this podcast. He's using, he's using that as a crutch. Goodwill to all men. Of what, what you two are planning over there in this time together. We have about as many plans as this podcast, so zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm all about this podcast. I love your mics, by the way. For anyone who hasn't seen these mics live in person, and perhaps we could coordinate with the the you know the person we hired just for Instagram that they post a picture of the mics on there because these are some badass mics we got going on here. <laughs> we well, I They're call my Saz. What do you call yours? Penelope. I call mine right big mic. <laughs> loudy loudy big mike is in the building big mike is Um, in the house so um tonight we're gonna go and see a christmas movie together at this cool theater that also is a brewery and serves food can we talk can we talk in the states is not also a brewery like no is there anything where you live that is not also you're talking about Asheville specifically it's Known as Beer City because everything's a brewery. I honestly don't know how that many breweries exist here and stay in business. Like, how how is are we all just, like, drinking loads of beer here? Yo, I went to the supermarket today, Sarah, and it's incredible. Like, Americans have so much variety. Like, their supermarket was the size of, like... 30 kinds of ketchup. 30 German supermarkets. Yeah, they have, they had, for example, we were looking through the, uh, with Simon, who's been on the podcast before, I went with him to the supermarket. They had these sausage circles. We don't even have sausage circles in Germany. What are sausage circles? Sausage patties. Oh, okay. And they had like 50 different kinds. Yeah. Their bacon was massive. the best. Yeah. I said Christmas is truly here, baby. Load up the shopping cart. We made it. 
Wait, I need to tell you a quick story about sausage circles while we're on the topic. I've Patties. got some vegan sausage circles Patties. in the freezer at the coffee shop. Patties. Um, and one of the people who work, they texted me the other day and was like, are these the chocolate chip cookies? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> How do they not realize? That is next level. <laughs> I mean, I did look at them and they did, because they're frozen, so they looked a bit like cookies. So I thought that was pretty funny. I was imagining them, like, stacking them in the jar, all greasy. Slightly jarring. Yeah, I I do love American supermarkets. Like, it's quite an experience to go there. You know, I hated when I first left the commune was going grocery shopping because I... On the commune, you don't have choice, like, on a daily basis. So you don't really learn how to choose things. So when I would go in and, like, just see, like, 30 kinds of ketchup, I just got so overwhelmed, and I just wanted to leave. It was terrible. Mm. I felt like I I would spend, like, three hours just getting a bag of groceries because I didn't know, like, which thing to choose. It was really difficult for me. That's true. I can say that, like, because we only have like a few kinds of each thing maximum. Because also in Europe, like, space is really premium, so we don't have these like massive, massive supermarkets unless you live in the country. Actually, England has more. Germany doesn't really. Yeah, they have Tesco's in England. Yeah, and, and England has some huge ones as well. But like, it is kind of hard to know like what you should get because there's just so much choice. It's it's crazy. It must be really hard as a business to like stand out as well because there's so many competitors in like each space yeah it is yeah and like greg when i was in um asheville someone gave me a chicken in the supermarket what do you why didn't what didn't someone give you a chicken in the last podcast yeah that's the same yeah (laughs) the same story oh really (laughs) we've run out of material we had the recycling material point Listen, um, Greg, is recycling week this week or next week? This is these are the big questions we ask in suburbia. All I know is if the bankers go on strike, it won't affect the recycling. All right, so Greg, tell us about your best or worst Christmas present ever. So my worst Christmas present ever was also kind of my best one. So I have this distinct memory. So on the commune, we have this Christmas fair. It's like really, really fun. Um, So they have all these different stands. It's kind of like a festival. Um, Greg, I honestly thought you said a Christmas ferret. (laughs) (laughs) All right, should we just... Just keep going. (laughs) It's ruined. Ask me again. (laughs) No, Christmas fair. Go on, go on. All right, fine. Uh, so it was it was the fair or the ferret, uh, and we had this. There was this one stand, and I think I was like five or six at the time. And this lady had made like these elephant bean bags, right? Um, and I just thought they were like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Like I really thought they were like so cool. I had this thing when I was a kid, like. And I still have it today, like, where if I get something in my mind, I get, like, really one-track-minded on it. So while everyone else was having fun for, like, and she, I said, like, can I have one? She was like, oh, come back at the end, like, I've, I don't know, they were, like, promised to people. 
So instead of having fun in the Christmas fair, I stood by this stall for like five hours just to make the point like, I really want one of those elephants. And then in the end, I did get one. But I just remember being a bit sad because I had wasted the entire time. And I'd like focused so much on this elephant that I hadn't had any fun. But I got the elephant. So the moral of the story is waste not, want not. That doesn't make any (laughs) sense. However, I think we should address the elephant in the room. Um, My favorite Do you remember your best one? Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking. I feel like I've been excluded from this episode. (laughs) Um, No, my favorite gift as a kid was um, I got this little um, wooden box that had three drawers in it. And they had, like, different gemstones on each, like, as the handles. Um, and it was it was a time when I think most of our gifts were homemade. Um, but they had, like, spent a lot of time making gifts for different kids that year. And it was just, like, a really special thing. And I stored, like, beads and other trinkets like that in it and it was just like my favorite thing for a long time says that's cool i like that um i don't know if it was christmas but i uh i remember our dad carved like this wooden horse for me and that was really cool yeah Um, i remember that horse that was super cool i still have my horse they still have it in their house they, Greg, when you go to mom and dad, see if you can find the horse. Oh, that's super cool. Wait, yeah. you should have it, Sas. I know they gave, they tried to give it to me, and then like the 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 chicken from our other brother was like just learning to talk, and she was just saying like horse or like. Oh yeah, you know she. So I couldn't take it. Oh no. You know, she said something about it earlier when she was like a tiny baby. She's yeah, like she obsessed like... with that horse. Yeah, so I couldn't take it, even though I kind of wanted to. Anyway, I do have a Christmas. Actually, I have a Boxing Day story, so very apt for the time of year. Um, when we were. Uh, on Boxing Day one year, or when we were little, we were we went to clean this older man's older neighbor man's house. Greg, do you remember this? Ah, uh, maybe. Um, anyway, we went to clean this house because we used to do that kind of thing. Our parents were all about the goodwill um, to all peeps. And then we came home, and the dog we had at the time had eaten all my Christmas stocking chocolate. Oh, I remember um, this. But luckily, like, a nice older lady gave me more chocolate. So in the end, I was net positive chocolate-wise. But what about the dog? Because dogs aren't supposed to eat chocolate. Yeah, I, d- I, I didn't. The dog that dog fine. ate so much chocolate, like, yeah, it did not affect so it at okay. all. She got, like, quilled by porky... Do you remember when she got quilled by a porcupine? <laughs> yes. We took out all... And she was in so much pain. We took out all the quills. We let her back into the forest. She came back two minutes later. It was quilled again. 
<laughs> yeah, and then I was crying and, like, panicking. Yeah. And Sarah was just like, let's go, and picked her up and, like, went running down the mountain with her. Oh, that's quite good. And meanwhile, yeah. I had just been crying, like, not doing anything. Yeah. This is yeah. always, like, I just always let my emotions have the better of me. Anyway, yeah, that dog um, wasn't the brightest spark in the shed, as they say. She's, like, weirdly <laughs> a really cool dog, though. He used to jump off cliffs quite a lot. But yeah, it was like really scary because we all loved her and she would almost die like the whole time. And she would pick fights with like massive dogs that she had no chance of. And then when they would fight her, she would make these noises while they had her like round the throat as if she was dying. And it was just horrific. Honestly, I used to get like anxiety whenever there was another dog within like three miles of our dog because you just knew they were like going to bring her to death's door at least it seemed like that yeah i mean it, it reminds i went for a walk with our dog today our current dog and there was this massive german shepherd and um she goes running up to say hi our dog and the german shepherd turns around and, like comes over to say hi and our dog just started screaming. Oh, like, no. I'm a small dog. Don't oh, come man. towards me. You're massive. Yeah. But, like, the the German Shepherd was being totally fine. But yeah. we have a very dramatic uh, lady on our hands with Lulu. Yeah. Um, I kind of like it, though. If she ever sees, like, a dog slightly bigger than her walking her direction, she's like, I know you're about to kill me. Get oh, away. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and always the owners come running up like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. And I'm just like, oh yes, the drama queen is at it again. I have like a, I, I really dislike when people have these dogs that they can't control. Like fair enough if it's friendly, but I hate when they like let it run up to you and like almost attack you. And then they're like, then only then they like yell at the dog or like try to pull it back. That really annoys me because it's like it like triggers this like massive fight fight or flight response. But you're the bad guy if you kick the dog in the face. Remember when Dad just threw that dog by the tail? What? Yeah, a dog attacked our dog at, when we were kids. Uh huh. And Dad just grabbed it by the tail and threw it. Oh man. And saved our I mean, dog. That is quite a That's good heroic. strategy. It was it's so like heroic. I'll never talking. forget. Yeah. Dad once caught a pheasant by the tail. We were no, like, that was me. Really? No, I yes. think you caught it no, and then I... escaped and then Dad caught it. Well, I caught it first. <laughs> you agreed to be... <laughs> you agreed to take credit has ruined the story. <laughs> no, we went poaching pheasants when we were kids. That was so much fun. And that was really fun with Dad. Yeah, with Dad. And then um, we'd bring like slingshots, right, as well. And uh, one time, yeah, we caught one, and our older brother had it under his coat, and we were, like, bringing it back. But the tail stuck out, because the tail's really long. And along comes the owner of the property. He's all posh on his horse. And he was like, nice dinner you got there. Haha. <laughs> and we were just like, yeah, uh, awkward. Yeah. yeah, this is when we used to live in the UK. Yeah. As kids. That was such a posh area we lived in. Like Kent, sometimes, yeah. yeah, there would be like, there would suddenly be like, we'd see a fox come like running mm -hmm, past our house mm -hmm. 
And then three hours later, just this huge thing of like dogs, horses, like 50 people. So trumpets would just come streaming past. Yeah, but I feel like they never got the fox. Cause this, the fox never even was looked way worried, ahead. to be honest. I remember once when the fox ran by and I saw it and I was like, look, look, a big bunny, a big bunny. <laughs> she was never the brightest tool in the shed <laughs> from an early age. I think it's the brightest bulb or the sharpest tool. Well, I don't think we can Just... take your judgment to be exact after you thought of foxes or rabbits. <laughs> Fine. Um, word of wisdom. I don't know if I have any, though, honestly. Both of you give I me do. a word of wisdom. I'll start. Okay, you start and I'll Go think of something. Brother. All right, people. It's Christmas. And that means, oh wait, as Saz has said three times now, it is not Christmas anymore. It's after Christmas. But right now, in real time, it is Christmas. And what Christmas or any other holiday around this time means is that we should be kind. Kindness is how people have happiness. I've... Oh my god. <laughs> Such a bad one of it. And they say Americans aren't fake. That's literally the fakest thing it's I've ever heard. It's not fake, I promise. It's oh based my, off It of... sounded so fake. Okay, it was... It did sound Believe, fake. Believe, achieve, but... live, love, laugh. Listen, Nick... <laughs> That's okay, gonna be my I've word got of a wisdom. word of wisdom. I wasn't gonna, fucking done. Cle- oh, okay. Keep Kindness going. is how the world goes around. <laughs> no, you have to the say reason, it seriously. Okay, the reason I'm talking about kindness is because um, I've experienced a lot of holiday cheer from a lot of my clients this year, and it really is amazing how much it makes someone's day or year. To have risk be on the receiving end of that type of kindness. So I will say, if you can do a small kind thing for someone at this time of year, do it because it will make them feel really good. This actually leads on to my word of wisdom um, and my kind of little tip for everyone out there. So if you're looking for a kind of a practical way to do this, I'll give you a great tip on this. So before I left Germany, I was on my normal walk. I was actually talking to Sarah on the phone and imagine this beautiful snowy landscape and I looked down and what did I see? A 20 euro note in the snow and that made my day. So if you're looking to be kind, if you're looking to make people's days, just drop money wherever you go. I'm just imagining you like the little match girl with your hands I was, freezing. I was honestly so happy. Like I was, I said to Sarah, and it's really true, finding that 20 euros made me like way happier than getting like two months salary. <laughs> I don't know why, because it seemed right. like, wow. Yeah, it is really nice to find my man on the floor floor. Um, <laughs> it's now past midnight here. Um, but Are I'm the animals talking? Unfortunately, I am the only one talking. Um, But I'm going to give everyone a little announcement to please water your houseplants because they are the true sufferers of this between the year time when none of us even have the motivation to water our houseplants. 
Is that true? So get up wherever you're sitting. Give them a little water um, so they don't die and you can enjoy their beauty in the new year. But if it's, it's already yellow, one, let it mellow. Goodwill to all men. Ciao. Ciao. Thank Ciao. you, Greg, for coming on. Merry Christmas, Ciao, everyone. Have a great Christmas. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com. Because I like it toasted and buttered. How do you like it?